Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. One of the languages that's used in this week's Parsha, Parsha Yitro, uh, where God describes God's special relationship with the Jewish people, God says, Vahitem li am segula. They're going to be to me an am, a people, segula. Segula is often translated as um, a treasured nation. It's actually, you know, one of the sources from which we get this idea that, you know, we're, we're a chosen, a chosen treasured nation because sagul can mean treasured. It can also mean purple, by the way. So stay so you're wearing the right uh, color shirt for this. Um, but Rabbi David of Liluv says that the word sagul can also mean round, spherical, um, related to the word galgal, which means a wheel or agul, which is um, something round. So what's the significance? Why would God call the people round? He says to be an amsegula. What does it mean to be round? To be round is that you can't fall. You can't topple. Right? If you're round, whatever part of you is on the ground is, is, is stable. You might roll, but you will never fall over. Like a ball can't fall over. But something that is angled can be pushed and will topple. So he reads from his Hasidic perspective, that God anticipated that the Jewish people were going to be rounded, that, that independent or somehow somewhat impervious to all of the external forces around them, the Jewish people, according to this prediction, would never topple over. They would always be standing because something which is round is always standing. So I was really taken by that, not, not in terms of a read of Jewish history. There have been plenty of times when the Jewish people have fallen, uh, but as a read of a personal stance. What does it mean to think of ourselves uh, as rounded in that way? Uh, and, and no matter what is buffeting us from the sides, that we're, we're stable and, and, and nothing can push us over. So that's the, um, the source of the meditation. Okay? I think that'd be a lovely way to enter into Shabbat. So, oh, close your eyes. Take some cleansing breaths, those breaths that you can give it some sound, don't hold back. Whether you're in a room by yourself as I am or you're in a room with others, you can claim this moment and what your body needs to do and what your breathing needs to do for yourself without being worried, at least for the moment, about what it sounds like, about what your posture looks like, this moment you claim for you. Hmm. And breathing with a little bit of help from our vocal cords is just a different experience. It vibrates. You can feel more cleansing, more complete. If you haven't already, place your feet flat on the ground in front of you. Feel that touch point between you and the earth. Focus on that very spot for a moment. You weighing down on the earth and the earth actually pulling you down. 
can feel the bottom of your feet getting heavier. As if all of a sudden they're made not of flesh, but of a something leaden being pulled into the earth from which we have come. We are of the earth and we are being pulled by the earth. It's interesting to think of gravity as a reunion of Adam, a human, and Adama, the earth. Let your consciousness move around your body to places that might be holding tensions so that you can release them. Parts of your body that you have ignored so that you can focus on them and just be aware that they are part of you. Or maybe the opposite. parts of your body that get too much attention that can just be released. And try to tune out nearly every other sound or stimulus around you. We can't quiet the world, but we can quiet our minds. We cannot control the wish of a car or the rustle of a leaf, a chirp of a bird, a whir of a machine. But we can create an impenetrable or mostly impenetrable zone in our consciousness where we craft quiet for ourselves. the kind of quiet that hopefully my voice will not destroy, but augment. We try to maneuver our bodies and our souls into poised rest. This is not a time for a nap or a slumber, but to be perhaps more awake than you have been the entire day. But in a restful way, in a restorative way. I want you to allow your mind to move to Forces that have acted upon you this week in the negative. And you can define forces any way you want. But things extrinsic to you, circumstances, situations, encounters, pressures, perhaps even physical pressures, that have pushed you, prodded you, tilted you, bent you, destabilized you, threatened to bring you down. 
we confront them every day. I bet that even if you thought of just today, there would be sufficient numbers of them. And using the tremendous power of your mind's eye, I want you to watch you, watch yourself, buffeted by those forces. And whatever image comes to mind, it can be you as a flag whipped and buffeted by the wind, you as a buoy knocked over and over and over by a wave. You as a house of cards trying to stay upright and something keeps knocking you down. Any image that comes to mind, as long as you are seeing you, seeing you being acted upon, pressured from the outside. And now see what happens and what it feels like as you watch you transform from whatever way you were seeing yourself into a sphere, into a ball. Don't overanalyze the image. It's not a rational image. It's a conceptual image. You as Sagul or Sagula, where no matter which part of you is touching the ground, you are stable. Where the worst that will happen is if someone or something puts pressure on you, is that you'll roll gently to the next spot. You cannot be put off balance. You cannot fall. Gravity does not make you vulnerable. It just might make you move. And no matter how many revolutions you make until you stop, you will still be upright. For you, like the Jewish people, are Segula. You are rounded and therefore you are grounded. There's a confidence and a security and a wellness that comes from imagining yourself in this way. And I invite you to linger not only on the image, but on the feeling that comes to you as you see yourself in this image. And as you breathe, 
and as you maintain poised rest, ready you can open your eyes I'll pull up the closing prayer we'll say it together three times may we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness may we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering may we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering may we live in great equanimity free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. Let's say shalom and namaste and shabbat shalom. Shabbat Shalom. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.